Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to roco snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. appreciate every single one. Here's a recent review we loved. The subject line is magical. It goes, this podcast is magical. I struggle with nighttime anxiety, often getting anxious about the idea of not being able to fall asleep, which certainly doesn't help me fall asleep. After a few weeks of listening to Snoozecast at bedtime, I'm finding myself actually looking forward to crawling into bed. The stories are so comforting and cozy. The cooking episodes are wonderful as well. Delicious, rich language for the mind to hold on to. Though sometimes I even fall asleep before the introduction is over. Thank you so much to whomever wrote this lovely review. I'm personally familiar with nighttime anxiety, and it sounds like you agree that sleep stories are the perfect antidote. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters and by Pastry Flower. Tonight, we'll read about baking cakes from the Woman's Institute Library of Cookery, Volume 4. This was the same book we have read selections for the original Breadtime episode, along with the Baking Cookies episode. The Woman's Institute was founded by Mary Brooks Picken in Scranton, PA. Born in Kansas in 1886, Pickin wrote the first dictionary to be published by a woman in the English language beyond the over 100 other books she wrote. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes.
your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Cake and pudding mixtures in the diet. Cake is a mixture of flour, eggs, sugar, butter, and liquid that is baked in the oven in a variety of forms and distinguished by a tender texture and a sweet flavor. Closely allied to cake mixtures proper are many others, including cookies, small cakes, and puddings. While these differ from cakes in some respects, they are similar in use, ingredients, or methods of preparation. Because of this similarity, a number of these related mixtures are taken up in connection with cakes. Foods of this class, which are usually served as dessert, are for the most part considered as luxuries and, of course, are not used so extensively in the diet as other classes of foods. However, sweet food is required to a certain extent in each person's diet and it may be obtained in this agreeable form without overbalancing the food account if a little economy is practiced elsewhere. Thus, a small quantity of cake or pudding that is light, not too rich, and properly made may be served without injury to most persons as a dessert or as an accompaniment to a dessert. For children, the less rich and sweet mixtures, such as cookies, are preferable to rich cake and very sweet confections and may be fed to them occasionally. Because of the almost unlimited variation in the proportion of ingredients, considerable variety exists in desserts of this kind. Cakes range from those made with only eggs for leavening to those containing very few eggs and having the standard proportion of other leavening agents. For instance, there is sponge cake, which contains no shortening and no leavening except eggs in contrast with butter cake, which has much shortening or little, as the case may be, and requires proportionate quantities of flour and leavening other than eggs. Then, there are soft, rich cookies containing shortening and sugar, and the harder, less rich ones containing a greater proportion of flour. In addition to cakes and puddings proper, there are many mixtures that can scarcely be classed as cakes at all. A few of them, such as meringues, 
are so sweet and delicate that they could be considered as confections, but they are discussed in connection with cakes because they take the place of cake in the meal. The peculiar pastes used for the making of cream puffs and eclairs are not in reality cakes, nor are they real pastry, but because they are served as desserts and belong somewhere in this class, they are included here. Donuts are perhaps more often thought of as quick breads than as cakes. However, the mixtures used for them are sweet. They differ from the mixtures for cakes only in being less rich, but by the peculiar method of their preparation in deep fat, these foods become richer than the majority of cakes. Then, there are a few varieties of cakes made with yeast which are related to cake in some respects and can well be taken up in this connection. The proportions of liquid to flour for the various kinds of cake mixtures do not differ materially from those of the batters and doughs given in hot breads. Still, the increased amount of sugar, eggs, and shortening must always be considered, for these ingredients make considerable variation in the general proportions. All that is said in hot breads concerning leavening agents and the proportions in which they are used applies with equal force to the making of cakes. To be able to make foods of this nature well is one of the triumphs of any modern cook, but this accomplishment is not beyond the limitations of any who masters the principles of cookery and diligently applies them to this part of the subject. In addition to making desserts that are merely palatable, you can, with a little practice, learn to decorate these foods, particularly cakes, both attractively and artistically. When you are equipped with such knowledge, you will be able to present to your family many varieties of this pleasing dessert. Cake Ingredients Used Necessary Ingredients Quality of Ingredients The materials used in the making of cakes should be of as good quality as possible, and when put into the cake, they should be in the best condition. In this phase of cookery, as in all others, better results are obtained when good materials are used. Besides possessing this general characteristic, certain of the ingredients require special attention. Fat for cakes. The fat used for cakes must necessarily be of an agreeable flavor, and for this reason butter is the kind in general use. There are, of course, other fats that may be used to advantage 
either as part or all of the fat required. However, when another fat is to take the place of butter, one that is practically flavorless should be chosen. Oleomargarine of various kinds, Crisco, and even some of the liquid fats are very satisfactory, especially in the making of cookies. Sweetening for Cakes Numerous varieties of sugar may be employed in the making of cakes. Probably, granulated sugar is used more frequently than any other. But brown sugar, soft sugar, and confectioner's sugar all have a place in cake making. Any of these may be used in the preparation of icing as well as for the ingredient of the cake itself. Leavening for Cakes An important source of leavening in cakes is eggs. For cakes to be most satisfactory, the eggs employed should be strictly fresh. During the season when they are scarce and consequently high in price, recipes that require only a few eggs should be prepared. Baking powder, which is also an important leavening in cakes, should be of an approved brand that can be relied on to do the work expected of it. Soda and cream of tartar are sometimes used together, and, again, soda is used alone with molasses or sour milk. For every three eggs in a cake mixture, one teaspoonful of the baking powder called for in the recipe may be omitted. Altitude affects the amount of baking powder required in cakes. The quantity given in the recipes is correct for altitudes varying from sea level to half a mile high, but it should be reduced one-fifth at an elevation of one mile and three-tenths at an elevation of 7,000 feet. Liquid for Cakes Milk, as a rule, is the liquid used in cake making. It may be skim milk or whole milk. It may consist of part water and part milk, or it may be entirely water, depending on the kind of cake. When a large number of eggs are used in a cake, very little liquid is employed. Sometimes the liquid consists of molasses and sour milk used together, separately, or with some other liquid. Flour for Cakes The flour used in the preparation of cakes may be bread, pastry, or blend flour, depending on the kind of cake desired. While a blend or an all-purpose flour makes a satisfactory cake, pastry flour, which is milled from soft winter wheat, or better still, cake flour, is more nearly ideal as the excess gluten is removed and it is much finer milled. Hence, 
it produces a lighter, finer, more delicate cake. Wheat flour is the kind that is generally used, but other flours, such as white cornmeal, rice flour, and potato flour, though producing a drying effect, are sometimes combined with wheat. A tablespoonful of cornstarch sifted with the bread or hard wheat flour is an improvement over straight bread flour, but as it has a drying effect, it is not to be recommended. Miscellaneous Ingredients In addition to the ingredients that have just been mentioned, there are numerous other ingredients that are often used in cakes. Some of them are used for the purpose of adding flavor and variety to otherwise plain cakes, while many of them are used entirely for the purpose of flavoring. These ingredients, like the necessary ones, should be of an excellent quality. It is essential that their use and value be understood. For, by means of them, pleasing variety may often be secured with just a plain cake recipe. For instance, a plain cake as a foundation, may be varied by using with it raisins, nuts, spices, coconut, preserved fruits of all kinds, or flavoring of some sort. To be able to use these ingredients properly, it is well for the housewife to be familiar with their nature and the treatment that must be given to them before they can be used. Currants and Raisins As has already been learned, currants and raisins are varieties of dried grapes. Currants do not contain seeds, but raisins come in both seeded and seedless varieties, and either of these are satisfactory for cake-making Currants are often dry and hard, and as they are usually very dirty, they require considerable cleaning to prevent them from being gritty when the cake is eaten. Because of these facts, currants are not very satisfactory, and consequently are usually replaced by raisins, which may be used either chopped or whole for any of the purposes currants are used. If small raisins are desired, sultanas, which are a small, light-colored, and mild-flavored variety, are the best to purchase. These two fruits increase the food value of the mixtures to which they are added. Raisins, being extremely high in carbohydrate, are especially valuable as an ingredient. Before currants and raisins are used in cake mixtures, they should be thoroughly cleaned. To clean them, 
place them in a colander, and then turn a stream of cold water over them and rub them between the fingers until all the dirt or other foreign material is removed. When clean, allow them to dry as thoroughly as possible before using them. Miscellaneous Fruits Fruits other than currants and raisins are often used in the preparation of cakes and puddings. These, which may be dried, canned, or preserved, include dates, figs, citron, apricots, prunes, cherries, plums, pears, peaches, and pineapple. Candied orange and lemon peel are generally used in the preparation of fruitcake. All of these fruits add food value and flavor. A certain amount of preparation must be given to fruits before they can be used in cakes. All of them, except the canned fruits, must be thoroughly washed, and some of them, such as dates, must have the stones removed. Those which are very hard, as, for instance, figs and citron, must be steamed to make them soft. The steaming may be done by placing the fruit in a colander over a vessel of boiling water and covering the colander to retain the steam. When treated in this manner, these fruits will cut more easily and will be softer and more moist in the finished cake. Nuts in the making of cakes, nuts of almost any variety may be utilized. Not only do they add a large amount of food value in the form of fat, but they increase the richness of the cake and provide a very delightful flavor. The nut meats are generally too large in size to be used whole, and so they must be made smaller before they are added to the mixture. They may be put through a chopper, but usually it is preferable to chop them with a chopping knife in a bowl or cut them in pieces with a paring knife. It should be remembered, however, that the use of nuts in a cake adds greatly to the cost, for, with the exception of peanuts, they are rather expensive, particularly when they are bought shelled. As can readily be understood, both the nuts themselves and the labor involved in removing the shells must be paid for. The cost, of course, may be reduced by buying the nuts in the shells and shelling them at home. Coconut the flesh of the coconut, when shredded, is much used in the preparation of cakes, being put in the cake mixture or used in connection with icing between the layers or over the top of the cake. 
Coconut may be purchased already shredded in boxes or cans, or it may be obtained in the shells and then shredded at home. That which is prepared commercially either is dried when it will be found to be somewhat hard or is mixed with the milk of the coconut or with glycerin, which keeps it soft. Much more satisfactory coconut can be secured by procuring a coconut, cracking open the shell, removing the flesh, and then grating or grinding it. Coconut of this kind will be found to be very delicious and will make excellent cake. In case coconut becomes dry and hard before it is used, it can be softened by steaming it in the manner in which dried fruits are steamed. Chocolate and Cocoa Materials that are much used for flavoring cake mixtures and icings are chocolate and cocoa. Chocolate is sold in pound-and-a-half-pound cakes in both the bitter and the sweetened form, while cocoa is sold in packages or bottles in powder form. The bitter chocolate gives the greatest amount of food value and flavor and is therefore used the most. Cocoa is neither so strong in flavor nor so high in food value as chocolate, but it can be substituted for chocolate when this is not in supply. Spices In many kinds of cake, spices are needed to give the desired flavor. When they are to be used for this purpose, they should be obtained in the ground form and then mixed with the dry ingredients. The principal varieties used in cakes are cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, and allspice. Sometimes a combination of all these is added to the mixture, but very often just a little cinnamon or a mild flavoring of nutmeg is all that is required. When spices are purchased, the best possible brand should be selected because these things are very easily adulterated with other materials and adulterated spices have not so much strength as the better kinds. Flavoring Extracts In cake preparation, Almost more than in any other part of cookery, flavoring extracts have a place. They are used in plain cakes that do not contain any of the other miscellaneous ingredients, and some of them are also added to many cake mixtures and icings that contain fruits, nuts, spices, and chocolate. Vanilla which is an alcoholic extract of the vanilla bean, is probably used more frequently than any other flavoring. The alcoholic extracts of orange, lemon, almond, pistachio, 
and various other flavors are also valuable in cake making. When any of these flavorings are used in cakes, it should be remembered that much of their strength is lost through the baking. Therefore, in order that the cake may be well-flavored after it is baked, a comparatively large quantity of flavoring must be used. General Classes of Cakes Although many varieties of cake can be made, they may all be put into two general classes, sponge cake and butter cake. These classes may also be regarded as cake made without butter and cake made with butter, for it is the presence or absence of fat in a cake mixture that makes a difference in the method of mixing the ingredients and determines the texture after baking. While there are many true examples of each of these classes, it must be remembered that there are also numerous variations of the two which must be placed in either one or the other of these classes. For instance, a true sponge cake does not contain baking powder, but some recipes for sponge cake are given in which baking powder is included. Such recipes must be regarded as variations of sponge cake, for they are more similar to that than to a butter cake. The ingredients are not, however, the only source of difference between these two general classes of cakes. They also differ as to the methods used to combine the ingredients, the correct oven temperature for baking, and the length of time required for the baking. All these differences must be thoroughly understood if successful cake making is to be the result. General Equipment for Cake Making The different forms of cake require, of course, different utensils, and these are taken up in connection with the preparation of each class. However, it is well for the housewife to be familiar at the outset with the general equipment used in the making of cakes and similar foods. The utensils required for the mixing of the ingredients are somewhat similar to those used in the preparation of hot breads. An earthen bowl is preferable for the mixing of the batter. If this kind is not available, an enamel one rather than an aluminum one should be used. When cake dough is stirred in an aluminum dish, the sides usually become darkened and are liable to discolor the mixture. Spoons for the mixing of the ingredients are also important. Enameled spoons are not very satisfactory 
because the enamel is likely to chip off the edges. Aluminum spoons may be used. In fact, they have lightness and weight, which recommends their use. But if much stirring is done, a slight discoloration is apt to occur from the spoon. Wooden spoons or spatulas are found to be the most satisfactory for this purpose. They are light in weight, cause no discoloration, and do not chip nor wear off. Two measuring cups, one for the dry ingredients and one for the wet materials should be provided as they will prove a convenience. A tablespoon, a teaspoon, and a case knife are also necessary for measuring. To remove any foreign material from the flour and at the same time make it light, a flour sifter is required. Certain utensils are required for the beating of the eggs used in cakes. If they are beaten separately before being put into the mixture, a bowl and a rotary egg beater should be provided. In case the eggs are to be separated and the whites beaten alone, a flat dish, such as a platter or a soup plate and an egg whip are the most satisfactory. The kind of pan required for the baking of cakes depends entirely on the kind of cake that is to be prepared. The square pan is suitable for any kind of cake that is to be baked in the form of a loaf. Then there is the layer cake pan with a removable bottom. This type of layer cake pan is the most satisfactory for the cake may be lifted right out of the pan rim on the cake pan bottom and the bottom then easily removed from the cake after it has been placed on the cooler. Of course, pans without false bottoms may also be used successfully with a little care. The large flat pan is a pan for the baking of all kinds of cookies. Pans for individual cakes range in size from large muffin pans to pans that produce cakes very small in size. Procedure in cake making. Preparation of ingredients. In cake making, as in the preparation of other dishes, a systematic plan must be followed if good results are desired. A housewife cannot expect to have a successful cake if she has to stop during the mixing to get some of the ingredients or some of the utensils ready. Before the mixing is begun, all the utensils and ingredients should be collected and any of the ingredients that require special preparation 
should be prepared. Then, if the recipe is correct, if the ingredients are measured accurately and combined correctly, and if the baking is done properly, success in cake making is assured. The first thing to be done when a cake is to be made is to read the recipe to determine just what is required and to find out whether all the ingredients called for are in supply. With this done, all the utensils should be placed conveniently on the table and the ingredients collected and measured. Some authorities advise the weighing of the ingredients in cake because weight is always regarded as more accurate than measure. If a recipe calls for weights, it will be found easier to use them than to try to change them to measure. But when a recipe requires measures and does not state weights, it would be unwise to attempt to use scales for measuring. The measuring of the fat often requires a little attention. For instance, if only a quarter cup full of butter or some other fat is required, it may perhaps be more convenient to measure it with a tablespoon than with a cup. Otherwise, Unless the recipe calls for melted fat, the fat should be measured by pressing it down tight into the cup until it reaches the mark indicated by the required amount. If the fat is hard and cold, as is usually the case when it is first taken from the refrigerator or other cold place, it will be difficult to cream. A good plan is to let the fat stand until it is 70 degrees Fahrenheit or ordinary room temperature before the mixing is begun. The dry ingredients used in cakes include the sugar, flour, baking powder, spices, etc., Granulated sugar seldom requires any preparation except measuring. However, sugar other than granulated, particularly brown sugar and pulverized sugar, should be rolled with a rolling pin and then sifted in order to free it from any lumps it may contain. Flour should be sifted once before measuring and again with the baking powder or soda and cream of tartar and salt in order to mix them. Other dry ingredients, such as spices and occasionally pulverized sugar, may also be sifted with the flour and other dry ingredients. If the dry leavening agent appears to be lumpy when the cover is removed from the can, it should be worked smooth with a spoon 
and sifted before it is measured. A very small mesh wire sieve may be used for this purpose. The liquid should be measured by pouring it into the measuring cup with the cup stationary and level. The eggs, which are, of course, one of the liquid ingredients, should be neither broken until just before they are to be used, nor beaten until the mixture is brought to the point where the eggs are to be added. If the whites are to be used for the preparation of icing after the cake is baked, they should be kept in a cool place until they are beaten. Fruits, nuts, and other miscellaneous ingredients should be prepared before the mixing of the cake is begun. That is, they should be cleansed, cut, ground, or chopped, as the case may be, so that it will not be necessary to stop the mixing of the cake to do any of this work. If they are to be dredged with flour, they may be done at the time they are prepared. Preparation of pans. The pan or pans in which the cake is to be baked should also be prepared before the mixing is begun. The treatment to be given to the pans depends to a large extent on the cake that is to be put into them. Butter cake or any of its variations, requires greased pans, whereas sponge cake should be put in pans that are not greased. Muffin pans, or individual pans of any kind, should first be greased with a brush, or a small piece of clean paper dipped into the fat that is to be used and then dusted with flour. The flour should cover the surface of the pan but should be shaken out so that no more then just a film remains over the grease. A brush may also be used for the greasing of other pans, but it is not recommended. Sponge cakes and their preparation method of procedure. 
ingredients and utensils gathered and prepared. The mixing of the cake may be begun at once. The method of mixing depends entirely on the kind of cake that is being made. Sponge cake involving a different procedure than butter cake. These methods should be thoroughly mastered so that there will be no danger of confusing them and so that the recipe will not need to be referred to constantly during the mixing of the cake. When an ingredient that is not usually included in the ordinary butter or sponge cake is found in the recipe, the way in which this ingredient is added to the mixture should be carefully noted so that no mistake will be made. Nature of Sponge Cake A true sponge cake contains nothing besides eggs, sugar, flour, and flavoring material. The eggs sugar, and flour are used in equal amounts. The eggs and sugar being about the same by weight or measure, and the flour half as much by weight. For instance, a successful sponge cake can be made with a cupful each of eggs, sugar, and flour. To these ingredients, the juice of half a lemon is usually added, and sometimes the grated rind of the lemon is used also. The simple variation in sponge cake mixtures is the addition of liquid, which is usually water, sometimes cold, and sometimes hot.